Thank you for listening to the Legacy Church Podcast. To connect with us, go to LegacyNB.com. Now enjoy this message from one of our Kingdom Conferences. Yeah, we've got some amazing people in this house. And you guys have met, if you haven't met Marguerite already, but Marguerite Leach is our National Director of Emerging Profits. I'm going to hand it off to you. If you'll stand, go ahead and welcome Marguerite, please, as she comes. Hi, guys. Hello. Are you guys um, full from lunch? Did you have a good lunch? Yeah. Hopefully the food coma hasn't set in, right? If I see any of you falling asleep, I'll just tell Keith to go pray for you. How about that? <laughs> He'll wake you up with some of, your, of the joy. Ha ha. <laughs> I really had to learn how to lean into the joy of the Lord. Like I thought I had joy. I was super serious, um, and I married this amazing guy. I'm married 27 years, 27 years, um, to an amazing guy named Eric. He is now a school teacher, high school English teacher, used to be a pastor on staff. And um, so he is the less serious out of the two of us, for sure. And God knew what I needed in a, in a spouse, in a, in a, um, in a husband, because I I don't know about y'all, prophetic people, right? We, we carry the weight of what we see, what we feel, what we pick up on, what we sense, what we, what we know is supposed to be true. And we get so serious that we forget about the joy. And so we live in this area of like, oh, it's so serious. I carry the weight and the responsibility of the whole world on me. And that's how it feels like right? It really does. But we forget to lean into the joy. When we live in that place of carrying the weight of the whole world, it's not sustainable. So we need the joy of the Lord because the joy is our protection. It's the oil. You know, it talks about the oil of gladness. So when the weight tries to come on us and we're covered in the joy, in the oil of gladness, it just kind of slides off. How many of you need the weight of what you're walking through to slide off? Because there's hope. When we carry the weight of the world, there's no hope. The joy brings the hope. The joy brings the hope. The joy also is fuel for the fire. Ha ha. Ha. So I had to learn how to lean into the joy. And I learned it really good, as you can tell. (laughs) Man. So I just released a little joy over you right now. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) I know this has been kind of a theme between last night and this morning and now, right now, but I feel like the Lord actually wants to upgrade you in your joy. Ha, ha. Some of you don't know how to tap into the joy. <laughs> Keith, can you crack me up? I need to move away from you. <laughs> Woo! Whoa. Uh, um, Shaba. <laughs> I moved in the wrong spot because... <laughs> I know, I, I know, I walked through it. 
he said, that's where the angel was. And I'm like, yeah, I felt that. Now I can't move. I'm kind of stuck. Cindy, do you want to come up here and be sloshy with me? <laughs> come on up here, Cindy. Ooh, come up here. Like, <laughs> Cindy is an amazing person, in case you didn't know. And when she gets sloshy, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> ha ha. Woo. Yeah. Um, why don't you release a little joy? <laughs> Woo! More Lord! Hey! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh my goodness, come on! Woo! The water's warm! Woo! You feel it rising? Do you feel it rising? Come on. Woo! It's rising. It's rising. Here comes another wave. Woo! It's coming in. The wave's coming out. It's coming in. Woo! It's coming bigger. Yeah. Come on. Woo! Drink. Drink. Come on. Make me a new wineskin, God. Make me a new wineskin. I drink. Drink. Gulp. 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 Come on. Come on. Who likes wine? New wine. New wine. <laughs> Jesus makes the best wine ever. He makes the best wine. Drink, drink, whoo, drink. Oh, drink. Ah, <laughs> oh, the just when the devil thought he had me. <laughs> every time. Whoa, stretch us, God, into new wine skin. Whoa, drink deep, guys.
Drink, 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 drink. <laughs> Woo, come on, who needs another drink? Who needs another drink? An extra dose, come on. You got to stretch out your cup. You got to stretch out your wineskin. No shot glasses. We need barrels. We need barrels, barrels, barrels. Gulp, 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 gulp. Come on, some of you guys need a shower in the new wine. You need a shower in the new wine. God, don't just wash my feet. Wash all of me. Woo! Wash all of me, Jesus. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> yes! Boy, 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 boy. right now. Come on. Who's doing those crunches? Come on. We all want good abs. <laughs> Joy, Joy gives you good abs. <laughs> Woo, yeah. Oh, come on. Stretch, stretch, stretch. Ooh, stretch me, Lord. New wine skin. New wine skin for the new wine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jay, come on. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting them back there, but we need to double dose him. Here's like, <laughs> you ever seen those, you seen the hats with the tubes? Have you ever seen the hats with the tubes, with the, with the beer into the tubes? Yeah, here we go. Come on. Come on, Marguerite. Put in like, woo. Couldn't touch you. <laughs> Couldn't touch you.
can't touch you. Can't touch this. Da, na, na, na. <laughs> Jesus just said, can't touch this. Da, na, na, na. Come on, Kelly. Drink, 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 drink. Oh, more. More, Lord, more, more, more. Joy, 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 joy. Splash. Splish, splash, splish, splash. Woo. Splish, splash, splish, splash. Woo. Yes. How? Jesus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh, splish splash! Woo! <clears throat> drunk, 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 drunk. New season, new season. Lord, taking Kelly. Just the old skin doesn't fit anymore. Ho! Oh, it's putting a new sword in your hands, a new authority. A new breaker anointing, a new boldness. He's taking you to where you are leading the charge. Sometimes you're leading, sometimes Jay's leading. It's a dance where you're whipping him up to the front, and then he's whipping you to the front, and you're in this swirling dance, and it's wild. It's not who's leading. It's like when is which person leading, and it's an acceleration. It's an acceleration. It's a new model. It's a new model. So we welcome you into this house. Kelly, and what you bring, the wisdom, but the joy, the ability to break off the demonic off of people, the ability to get snakes off of people, the ability to get deliverance and increase authority, deliverance, grace. Yes, Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Hey! More, more, Jesus, Jesus, come on, release, release something, release whatever, release whatever. Man, we are not just laughing, y'all. Oh, this is the this is the nail in the coffin of the enemy. He is lost. He is lost. He is defeated. It is done. This is his statement that he is done in Jesus' name. He has no authority over you or your children, over your house, over your city, over your community, over your house. He's done. He is done. Laugh him out of here. Laugh him out of here. He's done in Jesus' name. He is done. Laugh him out of here. Laugh him out of here. Thank you. Keep going. Keep going. Doctors, laugh him out of the schools. <laughs> laugh him out of the doctor's office. It's a joy dance, because he's under our feet. It's a joy dance. 
and a joy dance. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. This is your strength, your strength, Lord. I'm not going to try to get up. Uh, during worship, I saw uh, it kept going back to Daniel's or Ezekiel's river as it, as it got flowed in deeper out. And there's been this misnomer that said that it, it was more shallow in the house than it was out in the city. And the reality is it would never flood the city if the source wasn't actually already flooded. So if we're going to send you out into the city, into the region, into your families, the water level here, the wine level here must be the max in order for it to be the max out there. So why don't you just drink deep right now? Come on. Come on. Just drink more. Come on. More. Just say more. Come on. Mas fuego, mas fuego, mas fuego. We want more wine. We want more vino. Come on. Pour it out. Pour it out. Pour it out. More. in the city, dance on the streets, dance in the church, dance on your feet, dance for freedom, dance for victory, dance with Jesus, dance with the King, dance in the city, dance on the streets, dance, dance, oh, dance for freedom, dance off shame, dance in Jesus' name. Hey, dance! Hey, hey! Yeah, hey! Take it to the next level, girls. 
Next level. Yeah, next level dance. Hey. 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 Don't watch, guys. This is a freedom right now. Snakes of shame being broken up right now. Snakes of shame. Get out of your seat and run around a little bit. Dance for freedom. Dance to break shame. Dance in the joy of Jesus' name. Dance in the spirit. Dance off the pain. Dance. This is a new day. Oh, dance to break dignity. Dance to break fear. Dance in the spirit. Dance to get clear. Dance in the Holy Ghost. Dance in the spirit. Dance. Come on. Break it through. Hey. Break it. Come on, keep it going. Drums, keep it going. trying to do something. Don't wait for it. Step into it. Don't wait. Break up the dry ground under your life. Bring in the joy of the Spirit. Open up the well of salvation. you got to step into the song whether you feel like it or not. Alright, girls, come on. you got to get in the... Yeah, come on. Start releasing something. Down in my heart, down in my heart, down in my heart, I got the joy, joy, joy.
girls, that was awesome. I love that. More to come. So I'm seeing mantles, mantles, creative mantles. As we were worshiping and dancing, I was sitting in the back, and I just saw the Lord just dropping fresh mantles. Not only dropping fresh ones, but he was restoring singing mantles. <laughs> He's like singing. See, this is me being stressed right here, right in front of y'all. <laughs> but mantles, mantles of creativity, mantles, mantles. They're coming
Yeah, she loved my tree. And you know what she did? She said, you see this? This is a picture of how not to draw a tree <laughs> in front of the whole class. And my little heart went from thinking I was being celebrated to shriveled up in an instant. And I dropped my mantle. I dropped my mantle of creativity. And that was one of the things that I, God made me. He made me a creative. But because that situation happened, and I was called out for doing something that I loved, even though I did it wrong, it was okay. Because you know what? The master artists, they learn from other master artists. That's how they learn. That's how they grow. That's all how we all grow. We go to school to learn from professors, from teachers, from educators, because we want to learn and grow, right? So I dropped my mantle. Fast forward 20 years. And I'm sitting in the back of a service of our church that we were pastoring. And we created a culture of creativity. You know, we would have different art stations around and prayer stations around the church. And I always wanted to do it. I had a heart. It was always inside of me, but I didn't, I didn't do it. And other people, all the creative people, the art people, y'all can create, right? I stopped doing art, ran into the music realm. I started doing music, started singing, started doing all these different things. Left my art side behind. Until one day I was in the back of the church and the Lord showed me what happened. And he brought back that vision when I was a little girl and I had set my mantle down. And he's like, I've made you to create. I've created you to create. And I want you to grab that paintbrush. You don't even have to grab a paintbrush. Use your fingers if you need to. Grab a piece of paper, grab the paints. I was back there, there was like a kid art section in the back. So all the little kids are back there and I'm like, I'm gonna grab some of their stuff and I'm gonna create right here. So I'm sitting there and I'm just closing my eyes as I'm terrified to paint something on this piece of paper. Fear was gripping my heart. I was not in front of anyone, I wasn't on the stage. I was literally sitting in the back corner and I was terrified and I'm like, okay, Lord, I know well enough to know that when fear hits me at this level, I know it's more than just being afraid, it's a spirit of fear. So I started asking the Lord to show me what that was all about. And he showed me a little limb creature, kind of like that little bug that Keith was talking about. Was it this morning or last night? how a bug projects himself up onto this wall. And that was the picture he gave me. He showed me this little tiny imp and he had a giant spotlight and he was standing in front of it. And it was like he was projecting this big, huge lie on the back wall. And it was like, ah, scary and just creepy and very intimidating. Next thing you know, this giant hand from the sky comes down and the thumb smashes, just barely touches that thing and it was completely obliterated gone in an instant and the Lord says that's what I think about it's there but when you're courageous you step into the face of fear and you do that thing that's trying to hold you back the enemy wants to keep us back he wants to keep us away from the gifts he wants to keep us away from the talents he wants to keep us away from the mantles from the things that make you who you are 
So another thing, a key, forgiveness, huge key. But another key is ubu, is you be you, is you stepping in and being fully you and the goodness of who God's made you to be. So pick up that mantle, because God's bringing new ones. But it's like there's something about picking up the ones that God intended for you from the very beginning of time. So it's like, okay. So those of you guys that have dropped your mantles, put your little hands out. We're just going to scoop them up and we're going to pick them back up. And then those of you that want a fresh mantle of creativity, just, just reach out up and grab it. Grab it, grab it, grab it, grab it, grab it. <laughs> Come on, take it up, take it up, take it up. Grab it, grab it, grab it, grab it, grab it. music to come out of this house. Come on, let the creativity rise up. 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 Creativity rise up. Creativity rise up. Creativity rise up. Oh, come on, grab it. Grab it, grab it, grab it, grab it. Let the creativity rise up. Take back. Take back. Take back what the enemy stole from you. Hey. Grab it. Grab it. Grab it. Grab it. Come on. Grab it. Grab it. Hey. Grab it. Grab it, grab it, grab it, grab it, grab it, grab it, grab it. Take back what the enemy stole. 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 What the enemy stole. Take back what the enemy stole. What the enemy stole. that for I'm like selling it what are you talking about she's like how much are you selling that for I was like uh, I don't know how much you want to buy it for <laughs> she's like I'll give you $500 for it I'm like Woo! take back take back take back, take back what the yeah. enemy stole 
what the enemy stole. Take back 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 what the enemy stole. Oh. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for what you have given us access to, Lord. All things are yours. 2 Corinthians 3, 21. All things are yours, and you are of Christ, and Christ is of God. All things are yours. All things are yours in Christ, in Christ alone. In Christ, in Christ alone, all things are mine. Because I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. All things are mine because I belong to Jesus. And I'm more than a conqueror, more than a conqueror, more than a conqueror, I'm 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 more than a conqueror. Christ, who gives me strength. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. No weapon formed against you shall stand. Come on, turn your neighbor. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. No weapon formed against you shall stand. Oh, more than a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. You're. You're more than a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. More than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. Come on, there's a little bit of rock in this house. Woo! Neither death, neither life, neither demons, neither angels, neither principalities. Poverty hides death. Anything in all creation that's going to separate me because I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. Come on, let's get it in your spirit. More than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Jesus, praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Ha ha. Yes, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Sounds like we need to tune up here.
Hold on. It was in the G, the G. Ooh. And the E. How do I get a little bit more of my more of my guitar here? But how can I conquer? When I'm dealing with shame How can I conquer With all the pain How can I conquer When I can't even stand on my own two feet, I need you, Jesus, to do a work in me. Oh, how can I conquer when I feel oh so insecure? Guys, you realize I'm singing your song? I'm not singing my song? I don't know if you know what I've been doing. It's, this is a prophetic song. This is not a pre-recorded song. These songs are your songs. How can I conquer when I'm just holding on? How can I conquer when I can't even see two weeks in front of me? Because I'm in survival, wondering how I'm going to get along. Qualified through the pain in my heart. Sounds like a good country song. <laughs> oh, but Jesus, I'm inviting you to the table, my heart. Oh, Jesus. Come on. I welcome you, Jesus. I welcome you, Jesus. To do heart surgery on me. How can we sing songs of joy when in captivity? Lord, what's happening to my nation and my family? How can I sing songs of joy 
I'm in captivity. God reached out of the heavens, heard my cry right now, Psalms 18, I called to the Lord, who's worthy of praise, and he rescued me from my enemies. Brought healing to my heart. And I'm giving you permission, Lord. Take down my walls. Take down my heart walls. My guard walls. Hurt walls, pain walls, fear walls, shame walls. Giving you permission, Lord. Help me sing this song. This is pretty fun. Thank you, Jesus. What a blast. That was a fun ride. Thanks, for everybody, for going on the ride together. Everyone who helped facilitate the ride, everybody, it was awesome. Woo! Praise you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> mm -hmm. <laughs> Try to hold it back over there. I dare you. I dare you. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yes, Lord. Hold him back, Jesus. Hold him back. Hold him back here. More, Lord. More, Lord. More. 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 <laughs> hey, you might be getting healed right now. In the medicine of laughter. Cancer going. In the medicine of laughter. The cancer of bitterness going. In the medicine of laughter. Oh! Hopelessness going. In the medicine of laughter. The joy of the Lord. It's Him. It's Him. The joy is Him. It's Him. You can't stop? Come on, I dare you. I dare you to stop. I dare you to try to stop. Whoa! What the Holy Spirit is doing. Permission granted to not hold back anymore. Come on, women.
Aha. What if the women are holding back a little bit? Because the men are like, no, no, we don't do that that way. We're Texan. The women are got to get to the point where it's like, screw that. I'm going after Jesus. Yes, Jesus, more Lord, let the bride loose. Come on, bride, be loosed. Be loosed. Be loosed. Be loosed. Be loosed. Jacaba. So we don't realize sometimes the identity of our state, our nation, our heritage, our culture sometimes forms us into things that are not kingdom. And we're not, you know, there's neither Greek nor Jew. We're not supposed to be overemphasizing our nationality, hurting the Spirit of God flowing out of us. Our nationality, there's neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female. This world is so much about male, female, and this and that. It's not male and female in Christ. There's appropriate place for what a male is and what a female is. That needs to be defined. We need to healthy fathers, healthy mothers to modeling what that is. But those are not separators. And those, we cannot allow the world to define what those look like. <clears throat> we need to look at how the father's original design was for male, female, for nationality, for race, for ethnicity, for everything. Everything is supposed to be a beautiful expression of Christ. There is neither male nor female, rich nor poor, Greek nor Jew. There's no, there's no separation in, in status, financial status. I work with business people, and I've, I've been in the church for a long time, and those are, those are sometimes very separate. Oftentimes, the church attracts more on the poverty side with little sprinkling of business people. And then, um, you know, I flipped over to the to the business world and work, to, uh, work a lot with business people and those worlds can become very separated. You can, I, I live in Orange County with lots and lots of millionaires and you, can, you know, everyone's got a poodle and they're, they're walking up, you know, like, eh, like this and they got to pick up the poo all the time. I'm like, man, who's in charge here? This is, this is weird. Poodle, whatever. <laughs> Everybody, lips are about twice the size of their normal origin, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still figuring that one out. I'm figuring, why do you need bigger lips? Why don't you just like the lips you got? <laughs> I get it, but I get it. Oh, we went to the Philippines. They'd have white mannequins everywhere and whitening cream everywhere to a darker skinned people because the darker skinned people want to be white. And then we go to America, there's tanning booths everywhere. <laughs> if you're lighter skinned in America, you want to be dark. It's like God made us who we are. 
There's something about learning to appreciate who we are. So God made us who we are, but then we get all this stuff put on us. I'm Italian. I wanted to go to Italy, Sicily, and, and uh, see my family roots. And even though, you know, I have Italian, you know, family, and we used to have our big family reunions here, and it looked like, you know, just a big mafia kind of scenario. My grandpa would sit in the chair, and a hundred of us in suits, black suits with sunglasses would stand around him, and nobody, nobody, nobody disagreed. It was a hierarchy. He was a kingdom father and pastor for 50-some years, and, but um, I went to Sicily because I wanted to see a little bit more, if I could catch a little something, learn a little bit more. I found, you know, the, the Italians are very passionate. They're, they're loud. So that validated me. <laughs> they're, um, they get easily angry, impatient. I notice a lot of impatient Italians. You ever, well, that's just my German heritage. I'm stoic. That's my Italian heritage. I'm angry. That's my Texan I'm just Texan. This is who I am. Isn't that true? Don't we do that? We've got to wipe the slate. The one we're looking at is Christ. He's the one we're reflecting. As he is, so are we. So who is he to you? When I see the patience of Christ, one time I began to study up on patience. The fruit of the Spirit is... Patience is one of the, you know, fruits. Slow to dilate the nostrils is what it means. If you look in the, um, the Greek, slow to dilate the nostrils. Slow to, uh, Slow to, uh. There was a, a translation in the Old Testament that I really like because the Old Testament, it says he's slow to anger, but... It's actually, I like another translation better. It says he's continually patient. Because we kind of, even the translation, he's slow to anger, it kind of puts on him he's angry. Still in your mind, you're visualizing he's angry. He's waiting to get mad. Try to keep him from getting mad. That was my view of God. Let's try to keep him from getting mad. Jesus came so the, the anger of God could be satisfied is what my belief was. That's not true. I used to think God's ticked off at everybody. He'd be whacking you. But Jesus was like, no, Father, no, I'll go. That's not true. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Lord, show me. Jesus, simple verse, John three sixteen. God so loved the world that he sent his son. Oh, wow, God wasn't mad at the world. God so loved the world. He wasn't angry at the world. He loved the world. His heart was broken. He lost something in the Garden of Eden. He lost connection. He was saddened by the disconnect. He created us for connection. He's not mad at all. I want to whack you, whack. No, he's like, I long for intimacy and connection. So he sent his son to fix the problem. When you say yes to Jesus, the Son comes in you now. There is no disconnect between you and the Father. Now the, you are the temple of the Spirit of God living inside of you. He is literally in you. 
In him we live and move and have our being. How can I ah, be angry? Scripture says you can be angry. Be angry and sin not. So how do you do that? Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Don't stew overnight. When I, as he is, First John, as he is, so are you in this world. As you begin to see you as like a mirror, as he is, he's in you. He's in you. So now you have a revelation of the one who's in you. As you see him, I saw, oh, he's slow to anger. Historically, it takes him 400 years to get mad. He can get mad, and he, and he can come in and eventually chop heads. But it takes him 400 years. That's pretty patient. He's so long-suffering. He walks with us long, long. I want my kids to come back. It saddens me that they're rebellious. It saddens me they're not carrying my heart. It saddens me they don't know I'm good. He's longing for their closeness. But as we, as, as we see him, we are him. We be, because he's inside of us, but we're not manifesting the fullness of him. The more we start getting a revelation of his nature, and it begins to connect to us, the more people around us want to hang out with us because they get, they get a closer connection to Christ in us. I, as a prophet, one of the jobs of a prophetic people is that you have to be congruent with what you're saying. I could never tell my kids hey, you need to be more patient if I'm not modeling patience to them. Be more loving if I'm not loving. They automatically reflect what they see in me. So who are you reflecting? Who are you modeling after? What is your image that you are trying to live up to? Do you have a Texas image in front of you? Stoic, don't let your guard down. Be tough. Act strong. Women, hold it in. Men, don't let your emotions out. There's an authority in Texas that is needed. There's an authority. But Jesus was able to, he walked in authority and and the devils feared him. He put up with no religiosity. He had a backbone. But Jesus could deal with the devil in one moment and weep in the next moment. He could let John the Beloved lean on his chest. Oh, I want to be like Christ. Can you as a man let another man lean on your chest and get healed? Can you be the chest that heals their heart? Because Christ is in you. I remember 20-some years ago when the Father took me on a Father's journey. And began to show me Father's heart. And I had an old gentleman. Well, at that time, he was in his 70s. He became my mentor until he died at 96. But he was in his 70s, and he came, Keith, you mind if I pray for you? I said, sure. You mind if I hug you? I said, okay. Um, He puts his arms around me. He's a shorter gentleman. And for like 10 minutes, he hugs me. That was super awkward for me. I was not used to affection. 
But that was the first vision I had when I was being held by him. This older gentleman in his 70s, I began to see Father God in that vision playing Legos on the ground with me. I was on the ground with Heavenly Father. We were playing, we were playing together. I did not see God as a God who plays. I, said, I saw God who was, you were scared of, who was distant, who was here. Not, I, don't, I didn't have a sense in my spirit of a closeness. Hope one day to please him. Hope one day to make him happy. He's showing me a different picture. Is that biblical? Does God play? Proverbs 8 talks about the spirit of the Lord. There's a lot of things that God is we just don't see yet because we don't have eyes to see, but it is biblical. It's in the heart of God. But we just haven't been introduced by the Lord or by some human that's modeling it well. So we don't know it's available. Proverbs 8 says, I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his whole world, and delighting in mankind. I was constantly at his sight. This is speaking of, really of Jesus, but speaking of wisdom. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in the whole world, and delighting in mankind. This is a picture of Jesus, and one of those words in there about delighting is to play, to frolic, the Lord himself frolicking, playing, delighting in mankind, not upset at mankind, happy. Whoa, I love this. The, that's why the creativity Heather was going after is a big deal because you don't create when you, it's serious. You don't create in a seriousness. Serious religiosity and people that have lost their They don't, know, they don't know how to express heaven well. They, they don't create an atmosphere of creativity around them. Some of us are wondering where to find our money. I need some more money. What's, where does money come from? It comes from creativity. It comes from freedom. It comes from you knowing you're valuable. Value attracts value. Sometimes we're trying, i got to find the money, i got to find the money. We're so serious at it. Nobody wants to give you any money. You're like, get away from me, lemon-sucking Christian. <laughs> so sad, i got to find more life. i got to get a better life. i got to get ahead. i got to find a way. i got these bills. Ah, ah. He's like, I want you to learn to be my son, my daughter, my loved one. I am your provider. I want you to learn to play. I want you to learn to not be in charge. I want you to learn to let go. I want you to learn to see me as the big one, not you. The provider. I will say, here it is. I, as you see as me, the father, I will say, here, look right there. There it is, Keith. There it is, right there. As you're looking at me, as you begin to see me as the one, you'll begin to see the provision. You'll begin to have this enjoyment of life, this fun, this this unpredictability because you're walking. You don't know where the Spirit of God is going. And you're, you become more like a Catherine Kuhlman. You're just flowing in, the, in life. You're enjoying the Spirit of God. 
You're not so rigid, stoic, all about predictability. You have authority. Jesus can step into authority, but Jesus was the funnest guy around. He modeled the fun and the joy and playing with the kids. And he'd play with the kids. He'd get all there and play with them and love on them. He'd sit with the prostitutes and love them and heal their hearts. He'd hang out with the sinners. He allowed the guys that were in his world to get close to him. He allowed the ladies that needed intimacy to get close to him. And there was a purity about both of those things. There was no mixed funky signals. There was perfect intimacy. And I remember, you know, as I first started journeying into the Father's love, I was, you would go through this homophobic sort of thing. I, I, leaning in, is this okay to lean in? Uh, am I being too real here? I remember I was in a men's weekend, and um, there was, uh, you know, you're all staying in these bunks, you know, all these guys in a, in a, a bunch of snoring men in this, this thing, 15 or 20 guys in there, and I'm like, oh, my word. <clears throat> and so, but I was going after the joy of the Lord. I'd been laughing a lot, trying to find the joy of the Lord. I didn't know where it came from, and I was trying to find it because I was so serious. I was in this serious mode of just such a serious, trying to please God, trying to please people, trying to, trying to perform, all this sort of stuff. And God was trying to unwind me. Learn to let yourself be loved. Learn to let the love in. Woo! Learn to worship. Learn to be the one that's, you know, you're surrendered. He's the big one. You're not the big one. There's time to be strong and step into something, be, you, know, you know, do work, work hard, all that stuff. There's time for that. But it's like, okay, just let that go. Let that go. And I was, I was learning this and and a speaker had talked about, you know, when you've had an encounter in God, you now have the key to that encounter. If you've had a joy encounter and you're like, man, I'm back to seriousness. No, you had a key. Now you can open that door anytime you need it and get the joy. If you've had a, whatever that encounter is that you've experienced, that God is now yours. And I realized, oh my word, I've experienced some, I've experienced the joy of the Lord. I had an encounter where it hit me and I was laughing and I was breaking through and so I started laughing and in, my, um, in my men's uh, cabin, and there was like one guy in there in the afternoon trying to take a nap. He put his pillow over his head. He didn't want to hear the laughter. And see, it was a little stale and dry. I was, I was trying to learn how to uncork the well inside of me of joy. <laughs> Get a little more natural. <laughs> oh! And anyways, he put the pillow over his head, and I got provoked, and I jumped up in the bed with him. <laughs> Get him, Lord, and laughing. And <laughs> Before long, he finally surrendered, and he started laughing. And, and uh, these other guys started coming in from their afternoon stuff, and they saw us, and we're just like, Get him, Lord, and we're laying hands on him from the upper bunk. And then this more fatherly guy jumps up in the bed with us. This is a little single bed, you know, bunk. Pretty-ish about then, and then there was this 50-year-old guy in the, in the bed. <laughs> oh, and then he's, he's laying in the bed, the 50-year-old, and then both of us, I'm, the, I'm his senior pastor. <laughs> 
And then the other guy's his, 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 the associate of the church. And we're laying, you know, we're laying on either side of his chest. He's got his arms around both of us. And I am just like, this feels so right. This is what it's supposed to be like. This is healthy kingdom family. Nothing funky, nothing weird. This is normal. We pastored 11 years. We turned the church over to him. He's been pastoring ever since. The father's heart, man. And, um, but God asked it sometimes to reorient us. My son's 21 years old. He's come home from three years of Bible college and Holy Ghost and uh, just loving Jesus. And the other day he came in right before we left to come here and he's, uh, you know, 21. He's, he's strong and everything. And, and he just comes in saying what he's doing. Then he comes over. I'm sitting on the couch and he jumps right into my lap. He takes up most of my body. You know, he's just sitting there, just lay, laying there. Just, I'm like, you know, put my arms around him. There's nothing awkward about it. And I'm like, son, you are strong. And, you know, we're just, we're just having, I'm like, I had to pee, but I just didn't want to miss that moment. I'm like, this is, this is a precious moment. need to kind of get free of some things that were, you know, that maybe were passed down or maybe in our culture or maybe were modeled incorrectly to us. So we sort of like shied away. I mean, I, I, I remember praying for a gal in our church that came up to the front to be prayed for. So she, I was there and she was coming up to be prayed for. And I put my hand on her shoulder. Get the effing hand off my shoulder! I will sue you. <clears throat> I mean, it was a demonic manifestation, but she don't probably know it was even there. But touch activated because she was probably defiled. Her husband ended up killing himself within the next few months. So there's obviously something going on. But um, you know, we don't know what's going on with people. But people need what we carry. We've got to get healed. We've got to be comfortable with the Father. We've got to learn to be an expression of the Father. Do you realize you're modeling to your kids who you are? You're not modeling to them who you are if you have kids. You're modeling to them God, good or bad. Who you are is a model to them of God. Females, Holy Spirit. Males, Father. Do you like what you are modeling? Is it a representation that you would be proud of? Is it a full-on representation of the Holy Spirit? I used to think the Holy Spirit was the easily grieved one. That was my definition of the Holy Spirit, the easily grieved one. Sad, serious, try, you know, try not to hurt him. We can grieve him. Scripture says don't grieve the Holy Spirit. So that is true. 
One day the Lord showed me a picture of the Holy Spirit. gonna watch me have all the fun that's exactly what he showed me he was laughing at me oh the kingdom of God is righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Spirit in his presence is fullness it's joy the joy of the Lord. It's not something to add on from the Lord. It literally is the Lord. He is the essence of joy. The essence of peace. It's not added on to him. He is peace. He walks in and peace walks in. Do you walk in and peace comes in with you? Do you walk in and joy comes with you? Do you walk in and hope comes with you? Because the more you keep seeing that in him, this is who he is, and you keep encountering that, and now it becomes a part of you, because as he is, so are you. You walk in, wow, I just enjoy when you come here. I feel lighter when you get here. I go to our government, our state capitol, and we go inside, and we're walking around the senator's office and ministering to different people, and they lunch for us. They grab onto us. They're not a part of our church. They're not a part of our world. We start ministering. I remember we were ministering to this gal. She comes in. She doesn't know what we're doing. And we're doing, like, prayer. They just, oh, it's free prayer. So we're doing prayer. Our senator lets us set up a little spot here in the, um, the Republican uh, main, main uh, area. So we're, we're sitting there. And we minister Republicans and Democrats. But that's where, where we happen to be. And um, we come in, this Buddhist lady comes in, she's very skeptical, and she, uh, I, it was me and one of the gals prophesying, and we started praying over her. I'm like, you might want to record this. No, no, it's fine. We start, record, we start praying over her, prophesying over her. She starts crying, she's crying. Next thing you know, one of her eyelashes is like doing this. It's like, it's like a hanging, you know, it was like one of those glued on ones. It's just... <laughs> She's, what is this? Why didn't I record this? You know, all this. And, you know, next time we come back, and I mean, they, they would lunge at us. And she, she's like, oh, I knew you were coming, so I painted these on really good. I painted, they're not coming out today. <clears throat> we become an expression of God. Why are they lunging at us? And when I come in, I was like, wow, this is really tough. There is a, that spirit of accusation that reigns in that political mountain. It, it, it's, it's on all the people, not one party. It's on all the people. There is a heaviness that is there. We're supposed to be light in that. We're supposed to be salt in that. We're supposed to be, some of us are called to be in those environments. But how are we going to be a, a change? We're not there for a political preference. We're there for the kingdom of God to bring righteousness, peace, and joy, to bring encounters. Yes, there is some legislation that we stand for, but we got to realize sometimes 
We gotta see the strategy of God. You can, you, can, you can win or lose the legislation, but if you didn't bring the kingdom, then it, it still is a wash. So I'm always about what I'm bringing into the room, not just what I'm saying and what I'm standing for. I'm always more about who am I representing in the room because that's what I'm imparting. That's what I'm imparting to people. You're imparting to people who you are. I am thankful for the Italian heritage. I learned stuff about that. There's some things in more of the kingdom that I began to learn about my great-grandfather, my grandfather, my parents that were passed down to me that were kingdom heritage that I'm able to receive. But there's some stuff that I learned about Italian as I looked. I said, you know what? I want to extract that seed. I'm not going to, that is not kingdom leaven. That way of being impatient, that way of, you know, being, being easily angered, that's not who I am supposed to be. That's not the DNA of heaven, even though I can see that in the line. It's in there. It's a little bit more. Why? Is it in the blood? It's, no, it's in the environment. You've seen it modeled because you see it. If you see it, your father acting that way, you think that's who the father is. I remember I, I worked really hard to please my parents. I, was, I saw my brothers, my, my older brother go against my dad. He was more of the you know, identity, his uniqueness recognized, which there's validity there, but it created a clash because in Italian culture, it's hierarchical. The guy at the top is in charge. <laughs> Woo! Okay. There's plenty of other cultures like that. It's probably right here. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave here in a couple minutes here. You guys can take a break. But um, I was, uh, where was I going with this? Remind me. My brother, yes. So I was a good people pleaser. I tried to avoid the wrath of going against what was said. Don't go, don't go against Don't go against father. Don't go against grandfather. Don't go against any leaders in your church. Don't say anything but agree. The goal was agreement. The goal was compliance. The goal was, you know, all of that. And I I was good at people pleasing. I won a lot of favor in that world because I was really good at kind of dancing to everybody's strings. And it's like, um, I remember one time that there was this girl that I liked before I met my Lady of 25 years, Heather. And um, I liked her, but my parents, you know, did not approve of her. And, and rightly so. She was a, not a Christian gal, but I had this, this little moment. And I, I was mainly always kind of on the straight and narrow, but I had this little moment. And I got kind of like this girl, and I liked this girl. And, and um, my parents were like, she, she lived a couple hours away. They're like, no, you can't see her. And, and I just... I went behind their back and borrowed, you know, person in our church's car. My dad's a pastor. Borrowed this lady's in the car, in a car, car. Drove 100 miles an hour over to Sacramento where she was. And um, just, I was a stiff at the board anyways. I mean, there was nothing happened. <laughs> there was no even likability there. It was just, uh. and I mean, but I came home and my dad, did not talk to me for three days. 
had never done that. It was so disappointed that I dis, you know, disobeyed. I was about 17, 18 at the time. And I learned who the father was then. If you ever disobey, you get the silent treatment. So anytime that I would find myself feeling like I might have grieved Holy Spirit, a sense of aloneness would come over me. Where's God? I was always afraid, try to please the Lord, try to do everything because I don't want to disconnect. It was not a correct view of God. It was what was an incorrect view, imperfect view. My dad's amazing. I love my dad. This is not a dishonor of my dad. This is, we, we all have our journeys. Um, but eventually I had to visit that place in God where God took me back to that spot. And I, I could see, wanting to see my dad and the door was closed. And it's like, okay, Lord, you know, I had to forgive my dad, come out of agreement with the lie that if you ever make a mistake, God is going to give you the silent treatment. Come out of agreement with the lie that what my earthly dad did was who the heavenly father was. You know, those kind of things. And um, then ask God to show me a new view of who he really is. Woo! He showed me another picture. I had this picture of the father that if you ever made a mistake, like you're at, the, you're at the dinner table and you spill, you spill some milk at the dinner table, spill a drink on accident as a kid. Maybe you're goofing off a little bit. And I'd visualize my father, get down, boy, go to your room. Now, my dad's the sweetest thing. If you meet him now, you'd be like, I can't see that. But your kid view even though you might look at it now and think that's not how we are, that still has created who you are. That still is the view that you have. So a lot of people, just like me, when, when I first was prayed for by that older gentleman, Wes Crone, who's in heaven now, he says, do you have a good father? I said, yeah, I have a great father. He's like, let me pray for you. <laughs> That's where the father showed me. You know, I begin, I see the father on the ground playing Legos with me. The Lord started having to reorient my view. I had to start learning to play. I had to start learning to have more fun. Start learning to be able to play with my kids. Not just be work-driven, driven, 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 work, work, work. Playing, I've learned to play with Legos. I used to love Legos as a kid. Then my son, you know, started growing up. And it's like playing Legos with him just felt boiner than heck. It was just learning. The Lord's like, Keith, how many hours you work? I looked. I'm like, okay, I work about 80 hours a week. He's like, I want you to make it 40. I'm like, well, then what am I going to do with all my free time? Be with your family. So learning to be with my son, with my daughter, play with them, engage with them how they want to be engaged, and um, start modeling to them something that wasn't modeled to, to me. No blame upon that. I love my dad. We, we're, we have an amazing relationship, my dad and my mom and kingdom people. I told my kids when they got to a certain age, hey, you need to go to inner healing. 
I'm sure I've dinged you up. I've done the best I can. Just go to inner healing at 15, 16, so we don't got to wait till we're 30 and 40 and 50 to deal with it. Just get it done now. And my daughter's first year, she went to counseling. It was all about dad issues. And I'd been learning for 15 years all about the father and all these things and learning from fathers. But I knew I was, I'd fallen short in my, like, hey, after a year, she came home one day and she's like, Dad, you know, in this in time, this counseling time, and we talked about me. I said, well, good. It's not all about me now. Now we're past me. Now we're on to you. Good. Now you got some breakthrough. And you know, my kids, if I hurt them, and I've had to train them, hey, guys, I, I'm not perfect. I'm trying to model who the father is, but I fall short. And if I fall short, I'm going to say sorry. You know, we didn't have a culture with my parents and grandparents. They never said sorry. That wasn't a part of that culture. I'm like, that's not kingdom. You got to say sorry to your kid. Now, they might disobey. They might actually do something wrong. But if you respond incorrectly, you got to say sorry for how you responded. Because you're still modeling an incorrect response in their disobedience. It's always my goal. How do I respond to their disobedience in the right posture? Because if, because you know, when someone does something stupid, you want to <laughs> just be honest. <laughs> you you want to get upset. You want to get irritated. You want to you want to when someone, especially if they do something that you know that they already know they shouldn't do, and you've talked about it, and this and that, and it's not just your kids, but your you know people around you, you know, that do this stuff. It's like, how do we respond? It's always my goal. How do I model the father? It's great when someone does something dumb. That's why, you know, they call it the spirit of stupid. They do something stupid. They're not acting in their God nature. And then you can, you can respond correctly and you don't get angry with them or model. Because when, you, when, they, when they do something, you know, that's not healthy and, and you respond in love and you respond gently and kindly and you model that, then they actually see the Father when they fall short, how the father restores them. Oh, I don't have to be scared of the father when I fall short. I can run to the father. My son runs to me when he, when he falls short or he's even tempted. Dad, I'm being tempted with this issue. He runs to me. Or if he has, has a blooper, he's, he runs to me. Dad, he's learned. He knows that I'm going to be like, son, I love you. Uh, uh, you're forgiven. Is there any mess you need to clean up, son, with the Lord or with anyone around you? You know, is there anything you think maybe we should, you know, maybe talk through so next time we can get a little bit of a better grip on this and maybe get breakthrough the next time? Maybe next time come to me before you step into the temptation. Maybe talk to me about it. Tell me when you're being tempted. I do that to my spiritual sons and daughters and just... They fall and they make a mess. They come. They feel bad and guilty. Man, you're forgiven. The Lord loves you. Let's, let's get you healed. Let's get you dusted off. I said, that, you know what? I have a grading scale of like, like, a, like a, you know, in school. I'm like, you're forgiven. This is like a D, though. <laughs> D is when you get caught and then you have to confess. So I'm proud of you for telling, but let's try for a C or B next time. C is... I get tempted, but I tell you before I do something. Okay, you, you, you go, B, A, you, you're learning to live in the light, and A, you, you've learned. 
And I try to like, hey, be gracious with them. Keep them kind of moving this direction, but don't just expect, hey, one, one and done. I know this is an afternoon session long, but it's better if some of you get this imparted while you're sleeping anyways. It'll get in your spirit and uh, <laughs> get past your intellect. <laughs> I've enjoyed this time with you. So, Father, if you, uh, Lord, wherever, wherever the out-of-alignment places are with you, Lord Jesus, would you heal them? Let me close the story. This is my second preacher closing. Um, preachers get at least four closings, by the way. So um, I spilled the milk. My dad gets angry. Go to your room. I'm seeing this vision as I'm looking at the Lord and seeing in my mind, he's quick to punish. Don't, you know, be, be you know, kind of try not to make him mad and, and then, but then, you know, dad, then the father removes my dad from the vision and he puts himself there. And now the father's sitting across the table with me and I spill the milk again in, in this vision. And then the father looks at me for a moment and then he takes some food on the table and he throws it at me. Food fight! Ha, ha, ha! And he says, this is how forgiveness operates. I'm not, like, upset at you. And then he goes, Keith, this is what mercy is like. When you mess up, I release this forgiveness. Now, I want you to do that when people make messes in front of you. When they make messes and you want to get mad at them and you want to, like, write them off, instead, I literally will, in my spirit, I won't usually do it in front of a person, but I will literally do it in if I have an offense towards someone, they've made a mess, they've hurt my heart, they've hurt people around me, I get them in there, I see them across that table, I see them doing a mess, and ah, <laughs> I forgive you, you're human, I release you, I bless you, and I just release that same grace to them that the Father has modeled to me. I've replaced the version that I had from my fathers, from my family, now I'm stepping into kingdom family. How many of you could use a few spots in our life where we get a replacement? We get an upgraded view of the Father. How, how many want to represent the Father at a greater capacity and remove some of those views of the Father? And I know that there's more, but I believe over the next few hours, the Lord's going to start speaking to some of you guys and bringing you in some counters, even in some deep places. I'm just going to start it. We're going to wrap it up. So, Father, I'm praying right now, Lord Jesus that you would open up, Lord Jesus, the hearts. And you would begin to bring, Lord Jesus, just a revelation of what you want to pull out. Memories. I, I pray right now, Lord Jesus, I'm just going to ask the Lord to show one, one memory. If you want to go there. Father, I'm praying for every person in this place. If there is a view of you that is out of order, that they learn from their family line, 
father, mother, spiritual leader, something, Lord, I pray right now you would just reveal what that is, Lord. Guys, some of you will just get a picture, a memory, a flash of a situation that happened. It's not you. We're not trying to trump up something. But if that thing comes to you, I want you just to focus on it. That's the Holy Spirit bringing that up. He's the one that will bring to remembrance all things. Okay? How many of you are getting, seeing a picture of something? Just raise your hand. Okay, good portion. Now, if you're not, don't worry about it. Just keep leaning in. All right, now let's look at that memory. Let's, let's ask the Lord. We're, we're just doing this together. Father, is there anybody in this situation that was wrongly representing you? Okay, I want you to just be interacting with the Lord in your own encounter. I'm just going to lead this prayer moment. Okay, what was it that they were wrongly representing, Lord? You should be getting something. You should know. It should be obvious. You might just feel it. You might just know it. Is there anybody, Lord, that each person in here needs, is, 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 do, Lord, do they need to forgive someone in this situation? Just go ahead and do it. Just forgive them. You can do it under your breath. Just, I forgive them, Lord, for wrongly representing you in this situation, for hurting me this way. Be very specific with the Lord. You can do it under your breath, but you need to do it in somewhere where it comes out of your mouth. It doesn't have to be for the, even the person next to you to hear, but there's something about your power of your words to break the work of the enemy in this. Something like this, I forgive my father for being harsh with me, for making me get down from the table, for not modeling correctly the kindness of Heavenly Father. Then go farther. I come out of agreement with the lie that Heavenly Father, you are impatient, or whatever it is, like my father or mother, whoever, put the name in there. Just release that. And, and we're going to go a little farther, but for those that are not seeing anything right now and haven't, you're not catching a memory, Lord, I ask for everybody in the room, that are, that, especially that are not hearing or seeing anything, is there anybody that they need to forgive? Anybody, themselves, spouse, kid, some parent, somebody. A lot of times when we don't see or feel anything, it's a forgiveness issue that's holding up our ability to connect. How many just hand raised? The Lord's showing you somebody. Okay, we got some hands raising here. All right. Um, so together right now, Lord, we just, we forgive them. Ask the Lord what you need to forgive them about. We forgive them for this, for modeling incorrectly. Father, for not being there for me, whatever it is. I come out of agreement to lie that Heavenly Father, you are like my earthly parent, spiritual leader, mother. Are we doing that? Are we getting there? All right, let's ask the Lord. Lord, now what is the truth about who you are? Lord, is there a replacement you want to 
uh, a, a, a picture you want to replace this old memory with and show us who you really want to be for us, Father, who you really are. Now let's pray. How many of you are seeing something right now? The Lord's showing you something? Okay. Seeing some hands. Um, now let's pray this prayer and, and agree uh, with the new picture that he's showing us of who he is. Thank you, Father, for who you are. And then name what he just showed you. Thank you, Father, that you are patient. Thank you, Father, that you're for me. Thank you, Father, that you're not distant. Thank you, Father, that you're kind. Whatever it is, thank you, Father, for this, in Jesus' name, I, th I thank you for who you are. And Lord, I just pray right now that any spirit that is at work, Lord, that is not of you, oh, to discourage, to bring fear, to bring unbelief into this moment right now, to bring, we just command that to go right now in Jesus' name. Any, any uh, offense spirit, bitterness spirit, Get out of here in Jesus' name. We just, we release all offense against anyone that's hurt us. We forgive anyone that's hurt us. Praise you, Jesus. I pray, Lord, as we go to dinner, Lord, you would begin to take us even deeper, Father, and as we connect and just bring us back to tonight as, as you have another layer for us to step into. And we, we love and we, we thank you for this time we've had this afternoon. We give you all the praise. Pray your protection over every heart, Lord Jesus, and everything that's been done. In Jesus' name. Amen. Love you guys. Thanks for going on the journey. Thank you so much for joining us as we seek first after God's kingdom and release it to transform lives and cities. If you would like more information about how to grow in the kingdom or connect with Legacy, go to our website, www.legacynb.com.